At the end of your life, what will be your legacy? What will you leave behind for future generations? For the world, join the world messenger, Isabella Lundberg, each week as she brings you a new distinguished guest from the business, sports, or entertainment world to share their success, their struggles, and their lessons. They will share their insights into current hot topics that affect everyone. Isabella facilitates an intimate, vulnerable environment to find the true value of humanity and real leadership. Are you ready for your legacy? The legacy that matters? Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella Lumbrick here, the world messenger, and I have another fantastic guest at the Legacy Leader Show. I'm super thrilled that we connected. Actually, we've been connected for since 2015 on LinkedIn, and we never really reconnected uh, since then till most recently. And it's irony has it, passion for legacy, passion for legacy leadership, and what my guest is currently doing and been doing in the last few years brought us by fade back together. And I'm super just and excited to introduce you to Dr. Stephen Hopes, who is joining us right now from Calgary, Alberta in Canada. Um, he is obviously phenomenally accomplished uh, in what he does. He's also found here uh, Echo Legacy projects where he can help you to find what those projects are that feed your legacy, discovering your legacy, and also living your legacy um, through your professional outlets. So without further ado, let's uh, hear from Stephen. Stephen, how are you? Pleasure having you here. Oh, thank you. I'm looking forward to it. And everything is great. And just to let you know, I brushed my teeth before the Zoom call. And I'm so glad you did because we have a two portions of the show we obviously have as a podcast where people don't necessarily will see that, but also we do have um, the show actual itself that will reside on YouTube and anywhere else people decide to share. So it's absolutely brilliant. And I love because we have a two aspects, right? And when people are so intrigued about guests, not only they listen, but they're like, they want to watch, they want to connect because that's a great opportunity now to see you in virtually interacting with me. So how is everything before we depict legacy and get into this hot topic that is on everybody's mind, uh, consciously and subconsciously? How is the life in Calgary? How is everything Canada at the moment? Everything is wonderful here. Where I actually sit, I can look out the window and I can see the top of the Rocky Mountains. And the snow has just started to creep on to the tops. So I know where we're headed. <laughs> we're headed into the deep fall and early winter. And that's okay. It's just part of living in Canada. So it's a beautiful place I live in. Yes, indeed, you do a gorgeous nature, gorgeous mountain ranges, and you're right, snow may be too early for some of us. I'm hearing beautiful Colorado mountains, if you're familiar with Vail, Colorado, or Summit County, and is beautiful, majestic fall, great, beautiful temperature. What the beauty is about is like taking what we have, right, and then make yes. it even better. So with that in mind, obviously, you had an interesting journey, you accomplished so much, of course, you're a speaker and being involved in so many different things, also. So uh, you're focusing uh, some of the interesting work um, uh, through your um, doctorate and whatnot. So do you mind sharing a little bit with our audience before you even touch the legacy? What was your journey like that brought you there? And then we can deep dive what happens after that. Oh, wow. Well, I, I'll share the following. I, the last count, I had done 37 careers. 
so I've moved around a little bit. I've worked all around the world. The only continent I haven't been to is Antarctica. I've worked on all the other six. Uh, I've enjoyed life immensely, but there's two aspects of my life I just like to share here because I think it'll give um, a sense of why I'm where I am, okay? The first one is I started out when I was about 13 as a summer camp counselor. And I was learning about leadership at that point in time because I was gonna take care of a group of youngsters. And I was 13 and they were 12, okay? Now, the reason that that's important is that I'm six foot seven. So my size, I was about six foot five at the time. So um, they just thought I was just this tall young guy who's gonna play with them and then we played, but I was having more fun probably than they were. But in there is the sense of, recreation, recreation. So that has been a thread through my life. The second thing I'd like to share is in 1987, I was in Uganda in Africa and I was driving along the road and if a pile of rocks are sitting in the middle of the road during the day and there's soldiers around, you come to a stop because it's a stop block, road block kind of idea. And the soldier walked up and took the Kalashnikov machine gun and pointed it through the window and touched the tip of my, my nose and uh, started to ask questions. So my driver was answering it and I was looking at my driver, I was looking at the soldier, I was looking at the gun and then the gun started to wobble a little. And so I pushed it away, it came back and wobbled a bit more. But I could also hear this laughter and it was the other soldiers laughing at the situation. And again, I pushed the machine gun away. Again, it wobbled, pushed, wobbled. So for about three minutes, and then the soldier said, okay, leave. And off we went. And as we were driving away, I, I asked my driver, because I was looking through the passenger window, I said, how old was that soldier? And he said, well, I would say she's about 15. So there's this young woman that I met in her workplace, and had a machine gun and it was so heavy, that's why it was wobbling. The laughter is because the other soldiers noticed it because she's trying to save face, do what she's supposed to do. So all this happened in three minutes. And what that led me to understand was the following. She was my three minute mentor. And I said to myself, I made a commitment that I would do whatever I could so that no young person would ever have to pick up a machine gun and point it at someone and I've done what I can for the rest of my life to follow through on that commitment. Wow, what a powerful story. And reason for me, this rings so intimately close as genocide holder war trauma survivor from Balkans war and someone who dedicates decades of work of rehabilitating survivors from similar human atrocities, uh, but also working on prevention and seeing, unfortunately, uh, so much of youth being forced into um, army or, or, or military to support um, these atrocities and recruited with no other choice. It is um, heartbreaking. And uh, I just have to, first of all, say kudos for things you do and then commitment that you continue to have for all of the decades of your life. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, 
But it's so beautiful also what I'm hearing you saying, how is easy to when we want, when we have a right mindset to look at what we're learning, right? And from who we're learning and the mentor can be anyone if we chose to, to focus on the learning experience. And as a result, obviously you became phenomenal uh, mentor and coach and leader for others. So what is the second story? I'm so intrigued now to hear what is that second story you wanna tell us? Well, it was actually the soldier story because the first one was uh, spending time at 13, starting to learn about leadership. So the two stories sort of blend together, but it, it sort of led out into the development. And I, most people will get the website. So I'll share a continuation of this, which is Wealth Movement, W-E-L-L-T-H. And it stands for well-being and well-living to the nth degree. And the movement, not only the physical movement that goes with that, but also can you get involved with a movement on a social, cultural, on a bigger level, and to be able to offer something for the world with the planet from the whole. And that links a little bit, I think, to the story of legacy and leadership that we're going to have a chat about. So Wealth Movement is committed my business is committed to that. That is brilliant. And one of the things I, again, I wanted to focus now on the part of the story of the leadership. It's interesting when we're young, um, a lot of concepts we didn't know even existed way before World Wide Web, right? The books were not always everywhere available and readily available in terms of um, those concepts and everything else. And um, now we have not only so much available and, and how do we, grow and own and desire. But I'm curious, what was that big desire within you that you wanted to continue on that trajectory with lens through the leadership? Well, it's when I came to understand uh, three words. And um, as we go into the interview, you'll all of you will start to understand. I love words. I love to play with words because words matter. And three words came into me. And the first one was wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H, because I wanted to play with the opposite spelling of that. Mm -hmm. And that was how I wanted to interact with persons of the world. Then I started to realize is that trees have always been a part of my life that I had never really concentrated on what can I do with the trees and then I started to recognize is that they're so important that it's actually my word with the planet. So I'm supporting and that's why eco projects and trees are so important. And then I said, well, what would happen if I thought about a word that sort of brought it all together? So from the whole, okay? And that word was magnificence. It's a made up word, <laughs> okay? And it comes from magnificent and significance. So in how I be for the world, I will be magnificent. In how I do things, I will do it with significance. And as I go about my life of being and doing, then I will have, and therefore I will have magnificence. I and when I found those words, it was all of a sudden like, oh, hang on a minute. I have many ways in which to look 
at what's taking place. I think that is brilliant. I think that is brilliant. And I'm glad you shared those three powerful words and actually almost like four because you created this amazing hybrid. And I love what it stands for because right now we're seeing leaders that faking up more to conscious leadership, right? We hear all these different servant leadership, uh, transformational leadership, impactful leadership, but ultimately everybody wants to make an impact on something that is meaningful, that, is, that matters, and um, that's gonna positively impact people. And a lot of times we always think about it uh, specifically when it comes to leadership, you know, it's like, did I, did I matter with what I was doing and to whom, right? Do I just exercise my own agenda uh, and how we see this huge cumulation of what is leadership about in corporate America, for example, uh, used to be this, um, and still is fortunately title that automatically gives you credo of leadership. But, but then lack of leadership traits and that most fundamental are missing confuse people of like, if this means to be a leader, I don't wanna be the leader. I was like, oh yeah, you know, it's, it's a concept, it's a being versus um, uh, titles, positions and the posturing of authority, right? So we see huge, huge shift there. But I'm curious, uh, what are you noticing in your career in the last few decades that changed around the leadership? Uh, there's two things. One is that we're tending to tackle the story, the concepts, the practices of leadership in and of themselves. When I believe in my heart of hearts, head of head, hand of hands, is that if you're going to talk about leadership, you also have to talk about management because they're like two sides of a coin. In other words, to have a coin, you need side and a side. In other words, to talk about leadership, you need to talk about management. I'm not saying the, the main part of it might be about leadership and the smaller part might be a management and vice versa. But if you don't bring the two terms together, then I think we do a disservice to leadership as we would do a disservice to management. So I'm always encouraging uh, those that I interact with, the courses that I do, I touch on both because it's uh, two sides of a coin. The other thing is they're like two ends of a stick. And one of the things I, I, I say to people is if you pick up one end of the stick, the other end comes up with it, right? Mm -hmm. So how do, you, how do you play that off? The second thing that I've noticed, <laughs> and this is kind of an interesting one, I call it jumping the experience cue. There's a lot of, um, of us, those of us who will go to Google, Google something with a how-to question, come out of it saying, oh, I can do that, da, 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 do it, but really don't understand the fit of what you've just done, the why and how it fits into the whole. And I call that jumping the experience cue. And that's why I believe mentors are so important to fill in that experience with those who are jumping. And I see it a lot in management leadership just because, oh, I just learned about succession planning. Oh, I just learned about delegation. Oh, I just learned, and then they apply, but they don't know really why and how it fits into what takes place. Mm -hmm. And I'm noticing that more and more 
and more. That's why I'm bringing mentor and mentoring out. I'm really bringing it out for people. <laughs> I love it um, because this is also requires different, I'll call it hybrid mentoring, not in the sense that corporations put it um, at forefront and where those relationships really need to have very strong holistic approach and, and really understanding why we're engaging in those relationships, what we're expecting from those relationships, but really more from the personal holistic uh, level. We're, we're meeting people where they're at the moment, right? And where they need to go. And then also professionally, how that ties together and look at those things cohesively. Um, I think that is fantastic because Everybody can create a quick buzz, right? Because social media allows you and position you quickly, quote unquote, for expertise. But deep down, we know what that entails and how much work and then how much specific frameworks needs to be in place to make it happen, right? Yes, yes. Well, I, I think there's an image I would like to bring, if I may. Please. It's something that I learned years and years and years ago was that there are the lines and the boxes of the organization chart, and then there's all the white space mm. of the organization chart. And I would offer that 20% of whatever happens, happens in the lines and the boxes, things like financial matters and performance issues and things like that, okay? I'm generalizing folks, I'm generalizing, okay? But about 80% of our interactions is in the white space it's not following the lines and the boxes and that's what i mean a lot of people are jumping into well how do i do lines and boxes without truly understanding where those lines and boxes lay that's in this white space and it's to come to know how to then interact be have and do in that white space that uh, is so so important And I love that you, you, you mentioned be have, uh, to be have and, and, and what we need to obviously do. Um, because a lot of times people get a very wrong order of that. They have desire to have student outcome, but they don't understand what they need to be first within themselves and to the others in order to, to have what they want. They also don't understand after that, they need to really do certain set activities and they need to do them consistently and they need to measure and adjust, right? And it's interesting from terms of organizational standpoint because it's back to that again. Like every time we have an economic crisis, we focus on financials. I mean, there needs to be focused on financials but if you're not also focusing on people and where they're at and what they need in order to get your financials in order and if you don't have the right product or if you're not focusing on the right types of service whatever might be scenario it's very hard to have by wrongdoing and by wrong being would you agree with that yes yes and and it comes down to truly understanding the following who influences you and you influence who. And to be able to blend those two elements, because in that white space, you really got to understand those two elements. You can't just under take one, you have to take them both. Remember again, two ends of a stick, <laughs> yeah. pick up one end, you're going to pick up the other, two sides of a coin. And I would offer that as a way to constantly remind yourself. So like I have a stick just off to my right here. And if I ever find myself a little bit, hmm, what's going on here? I just glance over at my stick. Oh, wait a minute, that's one end. I'm like, what's going on on the other end of the stick? 
Mm -hmm. And that brings it uh, forward for me and um, I can get going from there. That's fantastic. And obviously for that, guys, that you're watching and listening, it's requirement, a lot of years of wisdom and knowledge and expertise and takes so much, even if you get a formula or, or blueprint to really do it right and 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 then to do it in, in, in a way that it's going to reap these amazing rewards, which ultimately we as a human want to be part of something that is meaningful, right? And from there where comes meaning of our own life or our own purpose around why we're here or why we're focusing on at least this part of our lives in these decades before we transition or whatever might be the case. And that brings really something that is being fundamentally always described as a legacy and our legacy, right? Legacy not that we're born into and our legacy not that we necessarily inherited, the legacy that we created for ourselves and people around us. So do you mind sharing, how did you transition that into legacy? Um, because to me, legacy is the top tier of the leadership. It's that crown jewel that sits uh, straight up and faces you as something that is not necessarily trying to reach and get it, but you already have because you mastered something phenomenal by being, by doing, and by having and helping others to learn from it or obtain it. Yes. Well, one of the phrases that came to me was to live from your legacy. Mm. So with intention, legacy intention is to understand enough about the future that you, in a sense, can lasso it and bring that imagery, that formless, that intention into your life so you can actually start to live it. And then I added to it, which was to live from the legacy you decide to leave. And then that sort of gave me a sense of, okay, then I have my intention is what do I, what would I like it to leave? And that's where I came up with the five legacy branches. Mm -hmm. May I share those? Absolutely. I would love to, because that's, I want to hear compare the notes, but also audience to learn and tap into it. So please. For sure. Well, the first branch is legacy life. And that's how you live your life on a given day. It's about how you use your time, effort, and money as gifts to others so that they can learn something from you. That's your life. It's about the time, effort, and money, the gifting that you do. And I say that different than giving. Yes. Gifting means it comes from the heart. Giving means it comes from the head. That's a way that I look at it. Okay. That's such an important distinction. Thank you. Yes. The next one is the legacy leadership to some of the things that we're talking about. But in there... I'm noticing is how do you share your life, what you know, so that it touches the heart of another person? Nelson Mandela said, and I'm paraphrasing here, he says, when you use your words, you touch a person's head. When you use the words of the person, you touch their heart. And leadership is about finding the words of the other person so you can touch their heart so that you can help them figure out the system that they will live with, from, because of, all right? And that was a really important distinction for me, all right, that words matter and therefore 
the words that you use. The third branch is legacy legal. And I think most people go, okay, I, I have an understanding that wills and living wills and, and all that, but there's another element to it. It's about what you want to do when you transition from the planet Earth, what happens to your digital footprint? That's an important question today. What happens to your digital footprint? Now, for example, myself, I'm developing everything so I can leave it as a way to continue to raise money for my eco projects. <laughs> okay, so I've designed my, my business that way. But other people, what happens to your Facebook page? What happens to your LinkedIn page? Have you made provisions to take it down or do you want to leave it up? These are things to think about. And th that's just one example under the, the uh, legacy legal. The fourth one is around legacy literacy. Mm. One of the things that I'm encouraging people to understand is what I call the, the literacy, the wealth springs of your life. And there's about 10 of those that I've identified and worked with. And how are you your life, your leadership, your legal fitting into all of those? And how can you expand to become in a sense, legacy literate? So you can bring your fullness into what it is that's unfolding. Now, you may not get into every area equally, but what would happen if you, oh, hang on a minute, I'd like to go play in that for a little bit. I'd like to go play in that for a little bit. So I call it being becoming legacy literate. And the last one that I would mention is, again, this is a play on words, it's legacy leverage. It's the word leverage with the first E taken out and O put in. So leverage is about two things. One, it's about love and rage. Leverage, love and rage. So if you understand love, you can deal with those raging times that you find in your life. And if you're in a bit of rage or whatever, you can remember love. But it also has lover and age. Wow. So how do you, from a legacy point of view, be the lover for the world with the planet from the whole over the time that you're here, over the age of your experience on with the world, you know, on the planet, that kind of thing. So those were the five branches. And I use branches, remember one of my important words is trees, the five branches that um, form up legacy. And that's how I explain it. So thank you for letting me share that. That was great. <laughs> Absolutely, of course. But thank you for sharing that because I just love how beautifully, thoughtfully it encompasses everything so that we can really look at from so many lenses that we actually need, which I call it holistically, right? Because it's just so many layers to it uh, and it's very intentional and it needed to be, right? More than ever, yes. we intentional intentional with our thoughts of intentional what we read what we consume who we spend time with intentional what we, what we're all about what we value what we what we engage in and what we don't and then as you said i love how it's specifically relevant during this time when so much is going on are we operating from love or, and, 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 and joy and kindness or are we operating from rage and blame and 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 different energies that are we're moving us further away from our true being and our own true healthy way of being, right? 
yes into the world which again uh, as a, as as a, as world messenger looking message from the world and back to the world that needs to hear it this is definitely one of those pivotal moments for guys we hope you took a notes uh, and we'll definitely make sure that you share those um, points with us so we can attach it and disseminate it because those are absolutely one of the most important golden nuggets for anyone who wants to take their leadership seriously oh for sure i actually i create a video that's up on my YouTube channel about the five branches. And I've shot one about the five projects I'm supporting from my legacy. So I'll, I'll make sure you get the YouTube channel and um, then people can go explore. That's fantastic. So that, if you don't mind stepping back for a second, how did you arrive for these five concepts? Because both of us know, and both of us are passionate with the reason about the legacies, that my reasons might be slightly different, but definitely the purpose of it, intentions of it is very clear. And we'll get into that in a second. But I'm curious, how did you distill and depict all the noise, all these different things that are already out there? Because one thing I'm always seeing that is missing is like, how do you measure someone's leadership? How do you measure someone's progress? How do you measure uh, the impact and aptitude and formula? And I have the formula for that, but I'm curious, how did you um, distilled all the noise and created these five branches uh, as the vital growth uh, and uh, moving forward? <laughs> Great question, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it this way. So just hang in there with me, just a little bit, folks. Okay. Again, in 1987 and into 1988, I ended up having to develop a delegate training program for people coming out of Europe to work on relief operations in Africa because there was a lot of famine and wars, and and so. I did that and someone shared with me some information that I went, oh, hang on a minute, that I could do something with that, right? And so I took it and over the next number of years, I reworked it and reworked it because one of the things that a gift that was given to me when I back, went back to university the second time, I've been back to university four times, but the second time, okay, there was a course that I went to and it was called mind mapping. Yes. And I found out that I'm a visual learner. Mm. And all of a sudden the world, whoa, the planet, whoa, cosmos, whoa, I'm having fun now. And so what happened, I started to just look at how things come together and layering it up and taking it out. So in a sense, um, expanding it and extending it and just playing and playing. And I think of play recreation, remember the, when I started off as a young leader, play and recreation are so close and learning. And therefore, and uh, I, I'll, I'll sort of cut this down a little bit because I could go for a little while. I actually did my doctoral thesis on this. And what I did was I said, I want to create a learning framework. I did. It became 10 dimensions, not three, not four, not five, 10 dimensions. And I did it and created the book and the imagery to use virtual reality. That was in 1996. 
I'm still waiting for virtual reality to catch up to how I want to portray it, right? So that's how I started to bring it all together. And as I move into this element of my life, like I'm into my next 50, all right? Legacy became a word that kept surfacing and I said, okay, I'll grab it. Let's, let's see what I can do with it. So just bringing mind mapping, words, playing, concentrated effort. That's how it all came together. That is so brilliant. And I loved you share this story, actually. See, I intuitively knew what to ask because uh, for a lot of creatives, you're spot on sometimes. Uh, and for me, being strategist, seeing so many moves ahead, looking on all these different options, right? Looking things from different angle because every move, every choice, every decision, every possibility leads to very different outcome. Some outcome might be similar, some can be enhanced. Some of them are going in parallel and you know, or some of them may shouldn't, you know, whatever might be scenario. But the fact how we think and finding that outlet and way of creatively to uh, look at that open canvas and, and main mapping way, solves some of the most complex problems because it can help us distill that and simplify. And I knew there was an art behind it, obviously, not only intelligently and, and, and experience, but also um, distilling how we take these complexities and deliver in such a simple way that everybody can relate to it. And that is to me the mastery and what you just ex ex uh, shared prior was reflection of that mastery, what you master, but how what tool you use to get there. And for all the creatives that are listening that are having so many competing thoughts, I will highly uh, encourage you also to look at the mind mapping concepts and do that. And I also love what you mentioned with artificial intelligence. Um, technology is catching up, um, but also people are looking for projects that it can do. So do you mind sharing, what would you see how you will be leveraging artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, to really expand on these concepts? Well, one of them is, is that I've uh, actually grabbed a whole bunch of apps about using um, the artificial intelligence to help me write and to do uh, SEO searches on the internet. So I went and grabbed a bunch of them because I want to just see what's happening. And I, and I mentioned that because there's a term called um, uh, artificial augmentation or cognitive augmentation linked to machine learning. And I would actually like to see the following word, cognitive articulation, artificial articulation, and advance a little bit differently because the augmentation still gives me a sense of following down a line or changing a line. Articulation means it's like how your hand articulates. There's a lot of ways in which it can evolve. So on a day-to-day -day basis uh, with the eco creation projects that I support people in writing their documents to get their funding, we're looking at uh, new green technologies and how is AI fitting into that VR, AR, uh, for example, um, how if you wanna do tree identification, you can take your phone out now, put it up against the tree and through AI, it can tell you what kind of tree it is and what's going on, that's really great because it can help young people to learn about the trees, okay? And so there's lots and lots of new ways in which this technology is helping us 
Again, I will go back to the jumping the experience cue comment earlier. It helps, it helps with the lines in the boxes, but don't get fooled that the AI helps you with everything in the white space. And that is something I had to go here and here and here and go, yeah, all right. Here's one end of the stick. What's the other end of the stick? Okay, so. I love it. I love it. So it's beautiful because it's also um, can be sustainable, right? And I love that you mentioned environment, for example, and something very, very specific, right? And also something that could truly um, leverage technology, uh, what's already out there, because we need also speed. We need a quality and not jeopardizing with quantity necessarily, but we also need a speed, speed either to market or speed to solution or speed to um, unfolding something because we need to sometimes also test things out, right? And yes. since we've been through a lot of trial and error and I just love how you again can conceptualize something and then see what's the best framework to implement. And that's the something message for everybody again, watching and listening, how important it is to understand what you're passionate about, where your curiosity lies, and then how you pivot the formula, the blueprint or strategy so that fits and, and, it's, and it's done and ultimately in the best possible way. Because one thing I shared, um, actually ironically, right before our call, uh, the post that I had on LinkedIn that I said that the legacy is an opportunity to leave something within others, right? And I love the concept you talk about love and then something how we reach and interact and then what we do as a result of our action, as a, as a result of our presence, as a result of our vision, as a result of what we achieved, right? But also leave something meaningful to others uh, um, because we need to, it has to be meaningful, right? It has to be meaningful within and has to be meaningful to them. Uh, other isn't something tangible and it's not anymore what we're talking about, the plaque on the building, the monetary, monetary aspects of it. It's more than that. And then it, for a lot of philosophers that was never even about that. There was default as a result how people capture that but it's more about that opportunity to really see what's possible and and to fulfill that uh, possibility so with that in mind you obviously have reached your legacy in so many shapes and forms right now living your life and i'm sure you have still very intentional way of what the legacy you want it to be because you already leave so much within the others. So I'm curious, what would you like to also leave to others in terms of knowledge and, 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 and for your legacy to be remembered as? I'm going to go with the word educator. And the reason I did a lot of poking around in the world of educating. I, I also did learning as well because my doctorate was in adult education, um, human performance improvement. So learning and educating became um, topics. But the notion of, of, of an educator, and I'll share the following phrase. When you listen, you learn. Where you share, you educate. So when you listen, so when you listen, you can learn. Wherever you are is sharing so that you educate. And I like that is because as an educator, I've been a lot of places, physically, imaginary, like I write children's books and I do 
lots of other things. And to be known as an educator and who wrote, I wrote a book about it and a number of other um, uh, book chapters and things like that and blogs. But to be known as an educator, someone who cared enough to share. If I'm known as that, that would, that would, I would be happier than anything just to be known from that perspective. That is so powerful. And I have to say to Stephen, because I just had this um, last week conversation and I quotes that came out of it, which you just said, when we learn, we need to be better, right? Because otherwise pointless. Why, what is the point of that learning if it does not change inside us and, and make us better? But now when we know, we need to do better because what's the point of that knowledge that translates from that learning if it's not applied and if it's not adjusted? And right now in legacy space and leadership space, more than ever, we need that. And I love uh, your passion, obviously, as an educator and your vision, um, because very few um, dedicate your life to that. And you did through your research, through your education, through your decades and decades of work and research. And, and it's not easy, uh, but in the same time, uh, obviously speaks about your commitment and commitment to excellence and impact and desire to um, live meaningful life and then yes. something meaningful to the others. So kudos. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. And do you mind sharing some of your book titles? I'm so intrigued because I also wanted to start writing children's book. Um, and I love, as a also former educator, once educator, you're always educator, right? But you're also always learner. So I love that, um, that you'll see both sides of the same coin as a necessary um, fundamental concept, not only to the leadership, but definitely to the legacy, right? Yes, yes. Uh, a, a couple of the titles are, help them help you manage lead, which goes back. If you know enough about the them, who you're interacting with, you can get them involved and they'll help you to manage lead. Rather than trying to force a square peg into a round hole, kind of like, you know, that kind of metaphor, work with those that you're interacting with. It doesn't matter where you are, whether in a volunteer capacity, charitable, government, doesn't matter. Just help them to help you manage lead. So that was one. Another one was um, co-create the well-living world. A world in which we live well together requires you to create it in a cooperative, collaborative way. And then that led me to um, living your extraordinary life. There's a new edition coming out. It'll be living from your ex, um, living from your, sorry, living from your great life was the first one. Living from your extraordinary life is going to be the second one. And it's an insight book of things that I picked up over the years. And it's um, a little workbook. There's each page has something and then you can work through it and then do it from that perspective. And there's been a few others, and I just to share so that people get an appreciation. I actually wrote the Wilderness Remote First Aid book for the Red Cross. Wow, that is so 
Beautiful. That is so, so, so amazing. Again, I, I, I know that it was more behind the story that what even your LinkedIn is showing. And that's why I want to unveil more about it. And where people can find these books, are they available on Amazon or your website? Please share it. <laughs> well, the best bet is wealthmovement.com, W-E-L-L-T-H movement.com. Certainly come over to LinkedIn. That's probably one of my more active areas. And you're looking up Stephen Hobbs, Calgary. That's how it ended up. That's I don't, I didn't necessarily choose it completely that way, but that's what my, um, my, my link is there. If you want to go over to YouTube where I'm putting up videos at least once or twice a week, it's wealth learning, W E L L T H learning TV, T and V. That's my channel over there. Those are the, the best ways to, uh, to get a hold of me because off my website, there's a contact form if you want to reach out to me. But also, uh, there's information there. I'm just launching a new course on uh, Monday. And if anyone wants to get involved with that, may I share a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yes, please. Okay. It's called it's a legacy intention. It's to find your words for the world with the planet from the whole. It's uh, for the first month. It's going to be open and free. Just you can sign in and take the course. After a month, it will go up to $47. But that $47 is to raise money to support the Great Green Wall of Africa, is to help to stop the desert of desertification moving south from the Sahara into the 11 countries that form the Great Green Wall. So that will be up. Legacy Intention is a really great starting point if you're sort of a little bit of that, my legacy, what's it all about? Come in and learn some of the words that you speak are actually giving you clues. So let's just organize that up so that you can um, get together. And that would be at wealthmovement.com forward slash um, legacy dash intention dash course. But it, when you go to the homepage, you can figure it out. The dashboard's there to figure out how to get to all the different things. That's fantastic. I'll make sure that we at least get a few of those links. Uh, and when we share this beautiful podcast so others can engage, uh, you're doing some phenomenal work. It's great that the audience also can follow and check your course, uh, jump on it, and, and then be able to participate. Because I love how intentional you are in terms of also causes you support. Uh, change that you wanted to see and uh, change that you make as a result of your amazing efforts. Thank you. So, so with that in mind, before we close, any last closing remarks in terms of achieving that fulfilled legacy, what would you suggest our listeners and audience to really start with? Because a lot of times people are so overwhelmed and they ha don't have no idea where to go and they try so many different things and they get just discouraged. What would you recommend for them to anchor them, to help them to just get their framework and around, uh, their mind in right framework and then move forward in the right direction? It, that's a great question because there's many ways in which to answer it. I'm going to choose this way, all right? If people right now have a piece of paper in front of them, this would be great. If you're listening in, go grab a piece of paper as well. And what I'd like you to do is write down the word action, okay? Next, just above it, put the letters 
R and E in front of action. So it forms the word reaction, but it's actually re and action, which is about the action. Okay. Now the word that goes above that is creation. Because if you move the C in the middle of reaction to the front of the word, it forms creation. And therefore, remember reaction is one end of the stick, creation is sort of like the other end of the stick. Because when you see it, it while you're in it, you're sort of reacting to it, reaction. But creation is, and you mentioned this a little bit earlier, is sort of like the, the sense of a preparation, pro, a preparation approach prevention mindset, the creation. Then if you add the next word above, creation is put a C and O there, co-creation, that's starting to involve others. If you take the next word above it, put an E in front of the CO, you form eco-creation, which is about being with the planet. Eco-creation, eco being our home, our place where we live together. And it's a great word to remember when you lead is to use eco-creation as the basis platform by which to make your decisions because you really are helping a person to understand what it means to live at home, even in the workplace. That is brilliant. What a great way to close this epic Legacy Leaders show with Dr. Stephen Pops to join us from Calgary and shared so much golden nuggets and great frameworks and opportunities also to engage, to read, to learn and participate in the workshops. Stephen, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to checking down the road again very soon. Where are you up to and bringing you back? But looking forward to, uh, again, reading all of the phenomenal concepts you just shared about in your books. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.